With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Slugging, proudly supported by Woodstock Cricket and Big Smoke Brewery, proudly supporting the Lord's Taverners. Uh, as always, it is my absolute pleasure to be in the uh, the um, company, <laughs> is it Friday night by any chance, in the company <laughs> of Eugene Berger and Robbo is also here. Um, so, <laughs> first of all, uh, it's been quite a long night tonight, Huge, because we've done this completely arse about phase. We normally record this and then do our live thing on a Friday. Tonight, we've gone the other way around. But how has your week been? I know that you've been pretty much as under the pump as I have with work. So, uh, have you gotten through it? The week right? is done. Beers are going to be consumed. I've already had a few because we've done the Big Smoke Big Night in on live on Instagram, which you kindly hosted tonight, which was phenomenal. It was good. Yeah, but crazy week at work. And I think... Everyone will be glad to know that the world is some going back to some form of normality, which means that shops are opening. And as of uh, when this podcast is listened to on Monday, hopefully it'll be listened to in a group of six people sitting on a park bench drinking beers. Simon, how, how's your week been? My, my week's been been pretty good, mate. Work has been been good. I've uh, had some good news regarding the the, the pregnancy, not mine. <laughs> although some well, would be mistaken. Although technically. Technically, yeah, kind of is mine. I hope it's mine. I hope it is. If not, um, yeah, if not, then uh, questions are going to be being asked. But uh, no, we've got we've got a date in. We've we've got all those the the uh, the, the things booked. So the so that's exciting. Booked. What do you mean, like taxi or what? Taxis, taxis booked. Yeah. Uh, car parking is booked. Transfers are booked. Um, Brilliant. Hire car. Yeah. And hotel. Uh, uh, well, at the minute, we might potentially need a hire car because I'm in the process of ordering one. Uh, but um, is this but for the yes. golf? Uh, so, but no, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is for the birth. Of, <laughs> this is for the birth of my child. <laughs> Nailed it! Brilliant. Oh, I love that. Right. Okay. But other than that, you're doing all right. Your child on the yes, way. Yes, mate. Um, child on the way. They're healthy. Massive, unsurprisingly. But um, yeah. Good. Um, which is phenomenal news. Uh, we're all very excited to welcome. 
the newest Roberts to um, the world whenever that happens, safe and sound, we all hope. Um, so this is This Week in Cricket, not Family Matters with the lads. And so we should probably start talking about bits and pieces that have been going on there since we last spoke to you. So um, first of all, it seems like ages ago, and there have been two one-dayers, but uh, the last time we, had, we, we were two all in the T20 series, weren't we? Uh, same yep. with India. I hate saying we, should say England, but yeah, as it is, we. Um, we went on to lose that 3-2. India, fair play to him. You say that England probably, a lot of people thought that England were going to win it and probably win it quite comfortably, but India got themselves back into it. Booby Kumar, what a spell of bowling. Um, just unbelievable, right? Yeah, he's a proper bowler, isn't he? He's, he's like back to the old school scene. He keeps scene, doing right? it, doesn't he? Like Even when you think he's getting too old, he just keeps doing it and proves that actually putting it there or thereabouts at 80 miles an hour can still work at international level. It's just control, isn't it? He's, he has got control. Like You looked um, today, he bounced Ben Stokes out. So he's obviously got that ability to bowl a short ball. He's got that in their locker, but he's got enough skills, enough variation to still bowl in that T20 cricket bowls in the early power play which yes it gives him the biggest opportunity to swing it because that white ball swings for two maybe three balls um, and he it's does swing it for Jay all of on the second ball though didn't it crikey yeah um, but no I, I, yeah he, he's he's class he's, he's absolutely class and like you say with them not having um, Jasprit yeah. bowl it from anywhere or Bumrah, Shami or Jadeja I mean, I know yeah, it's not England's strongest he, side either, but like, let's be quite honest, India are... I don't know. The T20 it was. No, it's not. Well, no Morgan. The, T, the T20 was. Oh, the T20 probably was, yeah. That's uh, the bit no, they were talking no, about. Oh, the was, Ar- was Archer in the... Oh, Archer bowled it. Archer and Wood yeah, bowled. Do, do you know what I loved yeah. about the, the end of that T20 series? Is they, uh, you know, everyone was talking about the test wickets and how Tony they were and they were dust bowls and all of that sort of stuff. And I think it was, you know, it was good to see India batting like they can and backing their batsmen and their, and their seamers instead of having to rely on the spin of, you know, those, those balls that they always do. So from my perspective, it was much better watching and, you know, compared to, I think it was the first two um, T20s where, you know, it was a slow and low pitch and it was doing all sorts where, yeah, where you know, they're back yeah. there, they're batting, they're, they're hitting skills and their, and their death bowlers that, that sort of won them the, that last game. And in actual fact, the last two games, because yeah, it was, it was, it was just really good to watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, England, I think too, for me, there was, Go on. So, oh. No, you can't come. Oh, I'll go. Um, for me, the, the best thing that happened... I mean, I know England lost, which is not the best thing, but everyone has said at the start of the series, team batting second wins. And it was like, right, so you, again, everyone's going, oh, it's all because of the pitch this and the pitch that. Let's, let's talk about players. Let's stop talking about what's knocking about on the pitch and let's start talking about how good these guys are. Let's talk about how good Bhuvaneshwar Kumar is. Let's talk about the fact that, yes, Virat Kohli was top of the run charts with only 150 runs, but he won games. And then the the, the other guys that won the games with the ball at the end, the guy bowling slower off-cutters and stuff like that. Let's talk about these guys rather than it continually being, oh, and the pitch is this and the it's pitch an easy is that. Isn't it? like, it's, I agree. I do agree. Does I, mean, I, I still, I still disagree with the, 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 the test wickets. But as I said, I was quite open during the. You know, mm. I've listened back to the. I think the one that we did last week, and I was talking about the pitches and saying that I don't think over forty overs it can change that much. And and so you know both sides have a premium, pretty much the same bite of the cherry. Test matches, uh, you know, we all, we've parked that, we've moved on. But yeah, fair play to India. 
Uh, As I said last time, two world-class sides. Whoever played the better cricket on the game day would win it. India did that. Fair play. No argument. Um, We've now had two one-dayers. India, well, probably clutched victory from the jaws of defeat through bowling England out cheaply when England looked like they were going to go on and probably win that game, having won the toss. Um, England have bowled first both games. Real stroke of good fortune for England today because, I mean, I, again, as I said to you guys off air, didn't get to watch it, uh, but was listening to Gorilla Cricket while at the office, and uh, they were saying that Ben Stokes was out for not many um, for this. Um, he was on 33, oh, was 33, 33 at the time. Yeah, third of what he ended up getting because he was out on 99 in the end. Yeah. yeah. Although it was in two thirds of the balls he faced. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. He's obviously he's whopped it. But my point being that, you know, obviously on a lot of social media and stuff that we follow, it's been kicking off big time. And, you know, there's some people saying, oh, if it's on the line and there's no conclusive evidence, um, it has to go in favour of the batsman. There's other people saying it's on the line. You can see it's out of its groove, but the, it hadn't, the, the wickets hadn't lit up or whatever. Um, but also then, interestingly, people are saying that there was no appeal. And if there's no appeal, it shouldn't be reviewed because it can't be given out without an appeal. So, look, there's just so much contention in it. Like, you know, for whatever reason, a lot of people thought he should have been given out. He wasn't given out. He then goes on to score 66 more runs in no time. Booby Kumar bowls him a short one. He gets caught. Probably thinks on 99 he's he, he's seen it well enough, and he obviously had been seeing it well enough at that point. Um, but the one thing I do want to bring up, I was listening to this in the car on the way home. The next short ball that Booby Kumar bowled was to Liam Livingston, and I think it was like the fifth ball he faced, and apparently he planted mm. it like over yeah. Saturn. Apparently, it went yeah, on yeah, by. yeah. Mars, the people that rover on Mars was fearing for us <laughs> an asteroid strike. I tell you, he strikes it, it, some yeah. ball, that lad, doesn't he? He's a, the, uh, I've got. Uh, if you want, I can go on my mild rant about England's selection policy at the minute, but. I, I I don't understand. So they've come out saying, Morgan's come out saying, they want the 50-over team to be an extension of the 20-over team. So they're just going to keep going hard. Squad, was he? No, Morgan's in. No, but yeah, one Livingston, well, Livingston was in the squad. Right. But let's, let's forget the fact that England completely balls up by not playing more players, not giving more guys an opportunity to, for some strange reason. But to then look at now where they go, right, OK, so we're going to pick a proper batter at three in T20 cricket, but then in the one-day team, we put an all-rounder we, we did, they didn't pick one. They, they they just picked dashes. And then only because Billings and Morgan got injured, they bring Milan in and then bat him at five. But I, I, I don't think, I'm not saying I think Milan should not play in the T20 side, but he's it, giving out some mixed signals somewhere. Well, Milan with the should fact absolutely that, play in the T20 side. We, we discussed that last week on this very podcast. Yeah, but if, if, yeah, I agree. If, because I think he offers that stability within that, but if he's then going to play in the one day side. T20 international batsman in the world. Yeah, if, if he's then going to play in the one day side, surely he's got about three. And why are you then pissing around with the opening batters? Yeah. What 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 is yeah. the what is the deal with it? If it, if it's just an extension, because when England have lost in all formats in this last two, week and a half, it's because their middle order has failed. Yeah. They're, well, they're... Stokes failed last in the first game at Bangladesh. Well, they? yeah. It's but you look at it in the in the T Twenty games when they lost and they couldn't chase scores down. Mm. It was because 
whoever was opening the batting, Butler, everyone else. And then once they got to five, six, seven, eight, crumbled. You look at the one day game the other day, five, six, seven, eight failed miserably. Well, huge. Right. To come to huge quickly, um, we mm. discussed this again uh, on this podcast, this this exact episode last week. We were talking about, and I raised the point, and we we discussed it between the three of us. Do England suffer because their top five are so dominant? Is it the fact that six, seven, eight, nine, when they are relied on to go in and do a job, because they don't get as much opportunity to bat? That because they've not faced balls at that level, they then struggle. There's only netting can only count for so much. Yeah, right? match practices is you know, or match um, <clears throat> circumstances is probably the most important netting that you can do. And you know, hmm. to some degree, it it or it has. Although today was interesting. I mean, you know, they lost a couple of wickets, and then you know, Milan and um, and Livingston came in and, and really fired. So yeah. you know, at one stage when there was a couple of you know that flutter of wickets where. You know who went out? It was Stokes, and then um, and then Bearstow, and then Butler. You thought, well, hang on, India's yeah. actually got a chance here, but you know that was yeah, yeah. I was worried at that point. Um, yeah, but then, you yeah. know, I think as you said previously, the fifth ball, Livingston got hold of, and it landed next to the Mars rover. Um, <laughs> so the yeah. um, some something that I do want to uh, cover is, and we just touched on it briefly a second ago. India have been very good even in the T20 series as well, uh, actually looking at new players and seeing, like, Chahal, who was saying, not Chahal, um, who's a left-arm wrist spinner, played today and got belted, went for 84 and he's 10. Um, yes. Not Chahal's, yeah, the other one, not um, yeah. not Chahal's le- the right-arm leggy, but the left-arm wrist yeah. spinner, forget his name, it escapes me for a minute. They reckon that that's cool it, cool deep, yeah, that's it. Now, they reckon that his, uh, his international career after today might be done because he got walloped. Now, they played on... Pitches that haven't been spin friendly, but they reckon that Washington Sundar is the guy that they really like. He bats well as well. They also reckon that Pandya went the distance today, not uh, Hardik, but his brother. Even though he bats quite well, they reckon that might be him done. But England haven't really messed around with their um, side too much and given that many opportunities. Now, my question, what what is given more precedence? What's more important to England? Is it? Winning a series against India, even though before we played any of the three one-day internationals, we would have left, regardless of the result, even if we lose 3-0, we would have left there as the top-ranking side in both formats of white ball cricket, regardless of the result, right? Because of the, the performances we've put in. What, but what is it? What is it with the ECB? What's the selection policy? Because I don't, I, I, can't, I, I, don't, I can't get my head around it. I think it. they are planning for the T20 World Cup. They are picking their side based on that right now. They're giving all the guys. Well, they've picked it, haven't they? Yeah, they've, but I'm saying, I think it. that's why they're sticking with them. They're not messing around right. with the. They're picking their front side, giving them confidence, getting them to go in. I think that's what they're doing. But we haven't got another one day World Cup for another two years, two and a half years. No, T20. T20. No, I know that. No, what I'm saying is, I know they've got that, which should have been in Australia last year, but it's now in India this year. Yeah. But the one day side they would have the opportunity to mess them out with. And had Morgan and Billings not been injured, I'd imagine that they would have played the same side today that they did two days ago, when I think they can be doing more to go, OK, let's have a look at people. Livingston wouldn't have played had Billings not been injured. Because uh, Billings hardly gets no, a go in fairness. Right. But you look at what Livingston's I, I... done today, what, you know... It won't matter. I don't think it'll matter. But he's made a statement. I, I... Like... Yeah, and and he made a statement in the big bash, and yeah. he's 
he's clearly someone that's going to be in the squad. But the the thing that India did really well in that T20 series was they everyone slated him at the start. They picked KL Rahul and then they ended up dropping him at the end. But they gave him a chance in the first two or three games. And they went right, and they rotated a young lad around a him in the first one. Hell of a player, one. by the way. And you look at his, no, no, no. Look at yeah. his King's oh, Eleven Punjab record. He's unbelievable. He got, he's got he's got a twelve ball fifty, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, Something ridiculous in the IPL. But um, but then what they did was in the Rowit went in, um, who's the left hander. Shikhar Darwin went in and played, and then in the last in the last game, Virat Kohli opened the bat because he hadn't added much of a bat in the game before. So they, they basically got their top four yeah. or five players and, and twisted them round yeah. so they were all getting a go. Yeah. Whereas England just went, right, these are our top six, yeah. and we're batting in this order. Mm. So all of a sudden, when it gets down to the last two T20s, and you're after them going in and, and doing a job, they haven't battered. They haven't battered for... Well, Morgan hadn't batted for three months. It, it, so and this winds me up, and funny enough, I'll, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to some of the guys at Gorilla with it because obviously I'll, when I can't watch it, I'll listen to Gorilla. Um, but you know, they're talking about Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, he missed a couple of straight ones off Axel Patel in the in the Test series, and they're talking about him like he's never picked a cricket bat up in his life. But then today, they lauded him as the best white ball cricketer that the world's ever seen. It's like, well, hold on, you can't have it both ways. Like, you know, oh, he's the best. He's the best white ball cricketer batsman in the world. What? Like, you can't. And this is what's the cricket fans and media and whatever are so. It's so fickle. And I think this is why when I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the, the any kind of authority on it. But I, when I do do the commentary and or whatever, I always try and remain quite balanced in my view on someone, regardless of whatever. So just because Johnny Bairstow had a bad test series doesn't make him a shit cricketer. And just because he's whacked 124 today doesn't make him the world's best white ball batsman that the world's ever seen. He's just a brilliant cricketer, and they have good days, and they have bad days. Like, surely we just got to give these guys a break. Like, we all have bad days. And and it's I, this is where I see cricket as being relative. Like, we all have bad days at the level we play. We all have good days at the level we play. And it's the <laughs> the reason we play at the level we play at is because we have more bad than good. Well, no, 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 but it's relative to the level that you <laughs> no, play. No, 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 no. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, Johnny Bairstow, for, as an example, has worked incredibly hard, gotten to a point, and David Milan's a perfect example when we're talking about getting to T20 bats, number one batsman of the year uh, in the world. Like, people saying, oh, he's fucking rubbish. Why is he playing? Well, hold on. You know, when he got 100 last year or two years ago in the summer or whatever, and he's, he's scoring all these 50s, everybody's going, he's amazing. He has two bad knocks in India where he doesn't, he starts slowly and then doesn't convert. Get him out the side, he's rubbish. What's he doing in there in the first place? Like, guys, seriously, get a grip. Be more level with your analysis and be more object- objective. Do your research and actually look at the stats for what they are. Like you were saying last week, Si, I mean, it was, I think it was 11.50s at the time in 21 knocks. Well, it's now 12, and he must be averaging what? He was 52 point something at the point. He's 50, 50, what, 51. 20, is it 21 or 22 in innings? 1,000, 1,050 runs at an average of 52 yeah. with a strike rate of 148 or something. It's not bad, and, is and, it? Right. <laughs> well, you, you wouldn't mind being one behind him in all the numbers, would I you? couldn't do that in backyard cricket against Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Although she bowls a mean Karen ball in there. I also think that something that we have begun to talk about more and more and more is unconscious bias. 
And I really mm, think that possibly. this is something that we can really hang our hats on as a podcast and actually start to really try and target and look at properly. Now, take a bit mm, of fair yeah. bit of research and you look at, and there will be cricketers across all international sides, all county sides, whatever, the world over, that fall foul yeah. of perception and unconscious bias. Well, I think David Milan's pretty popular, but just the way he goes about his business is probably not the cool way to go about your business in T20 cricket. Do you know who the happiest people in the world are? The selectors. I mean, it's like, it's, un- I mean, you know, they've got so many choices of which everyone will be. Which... Does that make it easy or difficult? I think it makes it. Because when so many people are saying, oh, you're making the wrong call, you're making the wrong call. Yeah. I, I, it'd be, wouldn't it be great to get Titch on? To, and obviously, you know, contractually, it'd be very, very difficult for him to go. And he'd, it'd be very, he couldn't come on and be honest. It'd probably be better to get Titch on in 10 years when he's no longer a selector to talk about how difficult he found his role at the time in which he was doing it. And I think that this is why when we've interviewed, we've had some amazing guests on. And hasn't it been amazing for Matthew Hoggard to talk to us about how he wanted to sit down and cry at the end of his run up in New Zealand? Simon Jones to talk about when he got home from a Legends tournament and his missus had taken the two kids and disappeared into the dead of night. Like, once these guys are, are out of the media spotlight and they feel like they've gotten back to a position where they can be more honest, that's where actually we get more, most benefit out of them. Like, I, I, you know, I, told, I spoke to David on Facebook Messenger, like, you know, and asked him to come on the podcast. Really, he'd be happy to come on. But actually, how much are we going to be able to get out of David in terms of what we can do to affect people that listen to it and talk about mental health and difficult things that people have been through? People are actually going through it at the moment. Like Adam Rouse, the interview that's going to come out in a couple of weeks, mm. Rousey wouldn't be able to talk to us in the way that he had, that he did when we interviewed him if he was still playing. Yeah. Same yeah. as Steph Pilot that we're going to have on a few weeks, like when we interviewed Ryan Sidebottom and, and Phil Mustard and all these other guys. I think our what's good for us is the fact that because we're talking to guys who have been through it and now have seen the other side of life as a non-professional cricketer out at the back of a, a career, Gary Wilson, who's obviously just retired and has got an amazing, had a brilliant career for Ireland, Surrey, Derbyshire, everyone else. I think they now see the flip side of the coin. and I, But I do think that, you know, yes, there are England cricketers we could probably get on, but what we the value that we would get out of them at this current moment while they're so concerned about their public perception, and they may not—they may not be as individuals, but it's, you know, if they're centrally contracted or whatever, they can only say things within the the, the lines of the box that yeah. they're told they're allowed to say. What What do you think the reaction would be if we did? Let's say we got. Well, David's uh, a perfect example, I, right? Yeah, let's say, let's say we got David on, who. I've played with, you've spoke to, that's not a, a completely unrealistic thing that we could potentially get him on. But if he was, and I, from what I know about him, is he tends to be an honest kind of yeah, bloke. He's a lovely guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, if he was completely honest, and and, and what did we think? And so let's, let's, for example, say it's something that he might say. Let's say the way he's been treated in the media has been unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, the way he's been portrayed by the ECB, let's say. I'm yeah. not saying that's what they're saying. That's the way he's been portrayed is that he disagrees with. What do we think, or what do you guys think? I'll ask it as a question to you. The response would be from the public and from the media. 
I think that these guys are so petrified. I, I, I had the opportunity, I think we, I may have mentioned it on a podcast before, I had a drink with Owen Morgan um, at the, the Taverners outside Lords. A couple of mutual friends, and I, I'd never met Owen, and he just happened to sit at the table and, um, you know, just having a couple of beers and stuff. And obviously, being the cricket badge that I am, I just, I, I, I just spoke to him as, a, you know, the group of, the, there was four of us there. So I just started to chat to him. But I, as soon as I started to ask anything that was even vaguely kind of, you know, and he was like, you could see his eyes change. He was like, I don't know you. I don't know you well enough to have this conversation. I don't know where this information could go. I don't know if you've got something recorded in your pocket. Blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Fair play to him. But these guys are so media trained or fearful of potential reprisals or whatever, they're not going to take that risk. And so despite knowing David as, you know, as you do, as I do, I wouldn't expect him to come on and, and be as honest with us on a podcast as he would be off air. Like, you know, we go, we spoke off air earlier. There's an interview coming up um, where, you know, there'll be some bold stuff said about someone who's still involved with the, you know, the, the upper echelons of English cricket, the ECB. Um, but the, the, this guy cannot be too open about it, even now, you know, five, six, seven years later in fear of yeah. reprisals from, because they still see this guy as so powerful. So they have to almost talk about, you know, like when you see crime watch and you see these people in, you know, in, in like shadows because they can't pick. Like, I'd have always, I'd have always known if that bloke had walked in, to be honest, with that pixelated face, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have spotted him. I mean, the people who've been through it, who sit in the shadows because of the fear of reprisals. <laughs> but it's, it's a, mean, it's a pretty sad state of affairs. It's not. When... It's not because they have to go through this process from a media training point of view because of, you know, corruption. No, I mean, it's a sad state of affairs for the people who are now out of it who don't oh, feel okay. like Okay, I thought you were talking about the players inside. I understand that. You know, they, 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 no, they have to I give their phones from, away from lads... because, you know, they can't message Look, anything I, from the dressing yeah, room in case it... Get it. You know... All yeah. of that I agree with and it, because that's a betting and, and, and whatever, insider trading, betting, whatever. And I get that. What I and I agree with, you know, the way that Owen was when I was with him. L looking back on it, I'm like, do you know what? Fair play, mate. I get it because, you know, all of the information that he's party to, he was England captain at the time, and I was in awe of him. I, you know, sat there as, as a lad who's only ever played club cricket. You know, as England captain, like lovely fella, but quite guarded. And at the time, I was, you know, you know how chatty I am, and I'll talk to hind legs off a donkey. But you know, lovely guy, very open, whatever. Other than you know, you ask him certain questions, and he he kind of not shut it down, but he'd give an answer that he'd been told to give, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and I think that that then does that then feed itself into selection? Um, are people able to be honest? Like you know, Eugene and I played um, in a golf day last year, and one of the current England white ball superstars. Uh, his dad was his dad was playing, and you know, Eugene and I both spent a lot of time talking to his dad after the day about various different things about you know this lad's cricket and his game and the things that he's been struggling with and and stuff. And he and his dad probably said stuff to us that this player wouldn't have been able to say, and that's actually quite refreshing and stuff. And you know, had this player have been there, we he wouldn't have been able to say the same thing or, or whatever. But I think it's very difficult for these lads who are in that situation to understand who they can trust, especially if they don't know you very, very well, 
Um, yeah. And, and I think that that's a shame because there's been such a breakdown in the relationship between the players and the media that that has then fed into them not being able to trust the, the fan. And you know that that is my. We're we're at the point now where fans trust the media more than they trust the. We'll use keep using cricket, the the ECB. Yeah, yeah. Because because we look at it now and go, right? What David Milan is a prime example. What 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 are the ECB doing to help David Milan? What are they doing? And the media would have you believe, or, or will force this opinion down you. The the hundreds of people writing in the media will go, David Milan de- Dean's dropping, and rather because they can't physically back up that stat, they can't back up. There is no statistical reason why David Milan gets dropped. There's not. So because they can't back it up, they have to make it a personal opinion that they think he's not good enough or they think he can't fulfil a role. And in order to make it sell, they have to go, David Milan's not good enough. But aren't stats there to back up an Which, argument? The, stats, yeah, then, and that's exactly my point. stats would disprove that argument, right? No, but if someone was to go, willing to go through and go through the stats, sit there and analyse the stats and go, right, OK, so David Milan in the last 22 one. 20 games has scored more runs at Ben Stokes, he's scored more runs than Joss Butler, he's scored more runs at Jason Roy, he's scored more runs than Johnny Bairstow at a higher average Best and he's scored than, faster. Uh, yeah. Less runs than Alex Hales. Classic point. But but you stand there and go that you, the media are telling us that the media are telling us that whoever it might be, whether it be Mr. Person writing in the Times or Mr. Person writing in the... Eugene's a dickhead. I'm just laughing now because yeah. Eugene's just looked at me as a hornet's nest and gone, oh, here's a stick. I'm going to poke that because he knows exactly yeah. how I'm going to react to that. No, Eugene, you're wrong. And I'll tell you why you're wrong because David Milan is a lovely bloke and I'm sure Alex Hales is lovely, but I don't know him. I don't know him. See, that's, you've, you've just done exactly the thing that, that, that they talk about, is you go, right, I'm not picking Alex Hales because I think he's a dick. No, 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 that's and not that... what I said. But that's not what I said. I said I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. However, I do think, as I've said before, he's been given a lot of opportunities. And, and you know, he's, he's scorned people. But like you stand there and you go right, okay. So what's what's good for one? How many chances do we give Ben Stokes? And I, I've never met Ben Stokes. This is another thing. So... This is another. This is, and and I agree with you. But this is another unconscious bias thing, but in a positive way. So when I was spoken about Ollie Pope, no, you pulling a face at me. How can you have? How can you have unconscious bias in a positive way? Right, because we've spoken about perception many, many times on this podcast. Ollie Pope is seen as the next Ian Bell. That's why people look at him in a more positive way. So that's bias in a positive fashion, right? People look at Ben Stokes as the, the greatest all-rounder since Botham or Flintoff or whatever. He is the next generation of that person incarnate. And so that's why Ben Stokes is seen as a hero. I've met Ben once, twice maybe. Lovely, lovely fella. In a, in a professional... Well, yeah, I'm not, right. I'm not no, no, saying no, I that. I get that. But... The um, and, and so there is positive unconscious bias and there is sub, uh, negative unconscious bias. I think David suffers from the latter, the negative unconscious bias. I think someone like Ollie Pope suffers from the former. I think Ben Stokes also, sorry, not suffers from the former, uh, is, is a beneficiary of the former. Yeah. 
We don't, it's not necessarily about on-field thing. It is a perceptional thing of how people view you. Now, Oli Pope, does he have stats to back up the uh, in international cricket as the next Ian Bell? Not yet, but he has been. He's had that little tag put around his neck, and people are like, right, he's the next Ian Bell. He's going to bat three for us for years. Joe Root had it when he was young. He's gone on to do pretty. He's gone on to do really well. Um, and so I do think this bias thing works both ways. It can work negatively for people, and it can work positively for people. Uh, all right, okay. Yeah, what, I see, if you're saying it works negatively, I don't Alex, see how it can be Alex anyone Hales having that. Cannot do any more than he is currently doing to, to get back in an England shirt. I get that. I think the problem that he's got, and I've said it before, is the England captain. He's such a straight-laced individual that he feels like he's been burnt by him two or three times for whatever reason. And so he feels like he doesn't... Now, if that then becomes a personal thing, then that's wrong because it should be based on ability and current form. I agree. But ultimately, if it is Owen Morgan's final decision as to who plays and who gets in the squad or whatever, if Alex if Alex has, has burnt him one too many times, it's like that once bitten... What is it? Once uh, bitten twice. Yeah, once bitten twice. Yeah, I, don't, I don't dispute that. Like, for, me, for me, it's just if you... What I was getting at with the first thing is it's easy to just go, I don't like it. If Alex Hales has given them a reason, he's given them a reason that is, I just don't like, isn't, I just don't like it, which is the only reason people have got for dropping David Milan. Well, you can't, Alex you can't drop him based on oh, stats, right? That's impossible. No, but, but that's it. So if people didn't, because people can't say, because it's boring, or if I was to, if I was to select an England side... Not because he's not a good player, but on the balance of it, I wouldn't pick David Milan. If people were to say that, then that doesn't sell newspapers. It doesn't get people in the headlines. Whereas if you go to Alex, why wouldn't you pick Alex Hales? Because he got caught shoving coke up his nose and he was in a video with Ben Stokes. That sells papers and it gives them an excuse. But there's no such thing as publicity, is there? So Alex Hales. Alex Hales' Hales terms, yes, there is bad publicity. Because because of because of the publicity that he's gained and the and reputation he's earned through that publicity, he missed that out on the World Cup. That reputation squad. and that publicity is what's got a mil- millions of people calling for him to go back. Because if he was just, a bit yeah, like, but that won't happen. that won't happen, will it? Well, no. Well, maybe because maybe it will. But what I'm saying is, because whether people agree with what he's done or not done, enough people know about him now because other blokes who do that use recreational drugs. And there are millions and millions and millions all over the world. Go well, I do that, and uh, you know, if he does that, then that's fine because I agree with that, and that's okay. So that shouldn't matter. And he's in, he's an informed player, and he should he's good enough to be in England team. Um, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a look, it's a really strange one. We'll never figure out the English media, um, but I think that or the ECB or the selection policy. No, but I think that if you know, if in any way, shape, or form, the media have any influence on. Uh, the ECB or the selectors, then that's wrong. Whether that's positive or negative, that's wrong. Now, whether that's negative for David or Alex in completely different scenarios, in completely different yeah, ways, yeah, yeah, correct. It's correct. wrong on both fronts. If yeah. that's positive for Ben Stokes or uh, Ollie Pope or Joe Root or whoever, you know, listen to what KP's had to say since finishing his career and. Look, I've got to say, he did a really interesting uh, interview last night when he was talking, I think he was talking to the Sky Sports Cricket Podcast. 
and it was really interesting listening to him how he talked like how he spoke spoke about how you deal with these characters i don't think there's and anybody was... better and i said this the other week i listened to him and um not swanny there was someone else who were talking about um facing spin left arm spin it might have been tougher it was on talk sport talk, too talk wasn't it? We, it, was, we um, spoke about it. it wasn't no it wasn't yeah. doffy it was it was it was another someone it was a spinner but i don't think for all for all kp's undoings right the way he talks about the game and the way he thinks about the game and what he's been able to admit about himself and whatever else since he's finished playing, I think he's brilliant. Honestly, I think he's brilliant. Mm. His knowledge of the game and the way he dissects it and whatever. Um, anyway, uh, look, this has gone on. Uh, we, you know, it, we, this is supposed Eugene. to be half an hour, Eugene. 25 minutes. Eugene's looking at me and Simon going, right, seriously, guys, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock now. Um, You're just going to cut that entire middle section yeah, out. So let's look, talk about the last bit of cricket for this week. Yeah, no, look, I, I think, but do you know what? As much as, as much as I understand that Eugene will cut this down, and that's okay, I actually think that you've got three blokes here that, A, the, the beauty that we've got about the three of us, we've all played a decent level of cricket. We all understand cricket, and we all, like, love it. But we, we love being, we're fans of the game, we're students of the game. And so I think that actually a debate such as the one that we've had tonight, although Eugene, as he does, has been quieter and he just kind of lets us to argue with each other. Because he knows if he starts talking, he's got another third time in. <laughs> um, but I think it's healthy that we can have debates about this. Like, it's, mm, like One it of the reasons, Simon, that you and I are such good friends is the fact that we can actually debate stuff and have proper discussions about it. And Eugene's the same. Like, it's not... We, it's not that any of us disagree with you, but we've all got we, we all feel so um, confident in our points and what. And actually, a lot of the stuff we agree on, but it's just those tiny little things that you know I yeah. might have one thing here, or you one thing, or Eugene one thing, or whatever. Anyway, um, we can't decide whether the ACB or the ICC, uh, the BCCI, BCCI. Yeah, what? Who said that about the BCCI? Did somebody say something? Well. Um, anyway, apparently, West Indies played Sri Lanka this week. Um, draw. In, Move on. Ended in a draw. And anyway, it's been lovely. We'll see you next week. Because uh, <laughs> that's all the time we've got. Now, uh, big shout out to Joshua De Silva, a great friend. Um, a, brilliant. Again, unfortunate, you know, someone gave him a short one towards the end of the day. He tried to flip it, you know, play the rampy. Not, not a ramp. What is it? What is it? Up, up a court. Uh, yeah, the, thank you. Up a court. Oh, yeah, it's the upper court. But, but the bowlers tell you to the batsman. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Raheem Cornwall walloped 62, just buffed it. Uh, and then, uh, is it Bonner got 100 in the second dig? Yeah. Six hours or something to save the game. What an up and down game of cricket. Proper that test was. cricket. Um, but that's test cricket, right? And that's why we love it. Um, on a proper wicket that we got flatter and then started to do a bit towards the end. Um, BCCI, take note, you cheating fucks. Um, anyway, uh, sorry. Jesus. There's, there's, another, there's, another, there's another payment to the hitch, hitman. Lisa. Lisa, she, honestly. When she, when she throws a voice and makes it sound like mine, that's just, uh, it's amazing how she can do that. She's anyway. Irish. <laughs> yes, she is Irish, but she does a great 38-year-old northern accent. Um, uh, look, um, really, look, lads, I've enjoyed that. Like, you know, I think to, I know it's gone on a lot longer than we would have expected it to, and should, perhaps should. But did New Zealand play this week as well, Jono? Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they beat Bangladesh. Anyway, um, so yes, uh, we, we've literally 
What a South African explain no you. Idea. <laughs> and we've also got no idea who the captain's going to be, whether Faf's going to play or whether he'll get paid. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, clearly, that's it for another week. All the research on everything. We know fuck all about fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. But we just had an argument for 55 minutes. Uh, no, but as always, lads, brilliant uh, conversation. Um, guys, don't forget to subscribe. Send us your thoughts on this. Anything that we say, like, <laughs> no, but like, honestly, we we are write, we, write an article telling about how shit you think we are. No, no, like, we we are we are guys. We are three guys who who love cricket. Who play decent level cricket. Who understand cricket to a point. Um, but we value your opinion on what we have to say. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, regardless of whether you agree or disagree, five star ratings on Apple uh, reviewers, subscribe to us. Um, the best thing about subscription, actually, is what I figured out is that that just means that you get notified when the new one comes through. You don't, whether you listen to it or not, it yeah. means that you don't. Doing, doing me out of a job there, Jono, posting um, it on social media. Well, well it, you did it this week. Yeah, I'm yeah. aware of that. Uh, but uh, Tom Smith. Go and have a listen to Tom Smith as well. What an interview. I think it's good. I think so far, first two days, most popular one we've done. Huge numbers. Yeah. And we said that we briefly touched on this on the live, didn't we? Like, the way that that guy goes about dealing with everything that he has had to go through. And at first, as I said, I've known Smudger and I have known each other for a long time, but like, the way that he, he came across during it, and I was a bit worried. I was like, how are people going to react to it? Because he was quite straight about it. And then I said to Simon earlier, like, I listened to it again yesterday in the car, and I cried again. Like, I cried, and Simon cried while he was talking to us on the podcast. Like, to hear him talk about his wife and losing his wife and the way in which he talked about it, like, and I just, I just found it incredible. Like, you know... This bloke's, what, 34, 35 years old. He's got kids of six and four now um, who lost their mum when they were three and one. And, and you know, stuff like... i tell you the bit that made me cry. It was when it, Laura, having found out that she got three weeks to live, the first thing she said, I want to go to the cinema. They did the wills. And then the bit that got me was when she said, I want to write the kids' cards until their 21st birthday. And that mm. every time, we'll, every time I listen to that, and I listen to it again and again, and I listen to our interviews a lot, just because it, I just want to keep reminding myself that actually it's not just normal folk who haven't played international cricket or professional cricket that go through shit. It's like the, the shit happens to everyone. Um, yeah. And I think that's really important for everybody who listens to us ramble on about cricket or anything else. Um, it's really important to remember that. And you know, he's fair play to Tom. Like, you know, what a guy to come on and be so yeah. honest and the way that he's dealt with it and the way he goes about looking after those kids and uh, his cricket career and everything. What a man. What a man. Indeed. So, um, Indeed. Thank you, as always, to my two wonderful, wonderful friends. Uh, friends more than co-hosts. Like, the, the you two boys. Uh, I... We do actually all get on. <laughs> yeah, for everyone well, yeah, we, do, we do actually like each other. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a great, it, you know, we spend a lot of time together, you know, not even on air, like off air, planning these things, talking about them. And it's, uh, it's brought us all much closer together. And, you know, I think we've bonded a lot through the, this process and that's amazing. Um, so, yeah, enjoy your weekends. Um, enjoy the weekends. week. It'll be after the weekend. It's going to be on Monday. Yeah. This, this, came, this came out after the weekend. So enjoy your next weekend. Um, but I uh, hope you enjoyed your 
last week. Bank holiday. Ooh. Enjoy your bank holiday weekend. Yeah, next weekend's a bank mm. holiday weekend. Uh, I'll have played five rounds of golf by then, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm allowed. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have calluses. Yeah, exactly. Mainly because I'd have shot 174 <laughs> in the first round that I played. But... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just from Monday. Um, but yeah, um, stay strong, stay safe, uh, love each other, look after each other, and we'll see you later, boys. See you later. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.